Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Guess what? Own Your Everyday is out in the wild. I can't believe it. Y'all, I worked so hard on this project and I can't believe that it's finally here. If you know that you want to chase after something more, but kind of feel like you're not exactly sure what that something more is, or if you're feeling stuck because of unmet expectations or other people's opinions, this book is for you. If you're trying to be content where you are without getting too comfortable or complacent where you are, this book is for you. If you need real action steps to start small and would appreciate some hilarious stories and deep truths to remind you how not alone you actually are, this book is for you. This is The Girlfriend's Guide to a Purpose-Driven Life, and it is jam-packed with what you need to know about living a meaningful, not just a happy or motivated life, right here, right now, before you figure it all out. If you like this podcast at all, if you like the tangible steps paired with personal conversation, then you are going to love this. Seriously, go get it right now. There's even an audio version if you're more of a listener than a reader. Target, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Audible, Amazon, go get it. I can't wait to hear how it changes your life. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. What's your biggest insecurity? No, really. What's the thing you're so insecure about that you often want to cover up or hide from the world? Have you ever considered that maybe doing that is the very thing holding you back most? Seriously, you know what I found? It's usually my mindset, not my skill set, that holds me back most. And when I'm drowning in insecurity, I get so stinking stuck. But when I begin owning my insecurities instead of letting them own me, that's usually where breakthrough happens. So on today's episode, I'm sharing a part of chapter three of the Own Your Everyday audiobook where I'm opening up about some of the ways insecurity has gotten the best of me and why it's so important to take responsibility or ownership of our insecurities so that we can stop hiding and instead show up for what we were made to do. This is one of my favorite chapters of the book, and I can't wait for you to hear a little bit of it. So get ready. We're going to dive right into chapter three of Own Your Everyday. Breakthrough begins with you. Confession. I've tried so hard to pick at and pop a breakout that I've bruised my own face. On multiple occasions. Swelling happened. Ice packs have been involved. I have the scars to prove it. I'm sorry if that's TMI, but I'm telling you straight up because I need to get your attention. Please, for the love of Pete, do not listen to this chapter lightly. I'm warning you, it'll probably hit your soul in the softest places, but it needs to be said. Because I think we waste a lot of time building an image we want the world to see instead of taking responsibility for breaking through the limits we create in our own heads and becoming who we're made to be. 
I don't know what insecurities you struggle with on a daily basis, but one of mine has been acne. I remember back in seventh grade, I attended a school where kids had to wear uniforms and girls weren't allowed to wear any kind of makeup to class. That was fine and dandy at first, but what's a 13-year-old girl to do when the boy she crushes on sits on her right in third period and she's got a massive zit on the right side of her face? She finds a way to cover it up. Or at least I did. I tried my best to wear the makeup I had in a way that looked as natural and unnoticeable as possible. However, this was before the days when teenage girls could access dozens of video tutorials online to help with such a thing. So I winged it. It worked at first. For a few days, I got away with it. But I had a teacher who could see makeup from a mile away. On day three of wearing makeup to school, in the middle of an ordinary afternoon, she noticed. I was called out in class and sent to the restroom to wash it off. When I returned, I felt raw and exposed, as though my big red pimple was practically waving at the class. Needless to say, things didn't work out with my crush. After I got busted and had to stop covering up my breakout, it cleared up fast. It was completely healed within a couple of days. Imagine that. More recently, the last few years of my life have been a battle with cystic acne. If you're unfamiliar with what that is, it basically feels like your face is attacking itself. In other words, the breakouts aren't mere pimples. They are deep flare-ups, usually well beneath the surface and nearly impossible to pop. But the pressure is so bad that all you want to do is squeeze the snot out of them. If you try to break them too early, all you'll do is bruise your face or possibly make your skin bleed and swell more. I apologize for being graphic, but this is important, okay? The pressure swelling beneath the surface hurts like heck, and when you look in the mirror, you feel like a total train wreck. It's a really unpleasant experience. For whatever reason, though, I just lived with it and accepted it as my reality for way too long. By that, I mean it had been going on for over a year and a half when I finally realized I needed to take action to get it under control. I know, I know. You're sitting there thinking, Jay, why didn't you just go to the doctor? You want to know the honest answer? I think I was slightly embarrassed by the fact that I was a married woman, an adult, dealing with deep, massive breakouts like that. Like, hello, puberty round two. Yeah, no thanks. I'll pass. So I lived in denial for a while because I'm one of those stubborn people who tend to take the approach of, unless I'm dying, I'm not going to the doctor. I know. That is dumb. I'm working on it. Maybe I hate having my problems or insecurities diagnosed because then I have to do the work it takes to actually deal with them. After a while, though, I couldn't handle it anymore. My face was so scarred, red, and bumpy that no amount of makeup coverage was cutting it anymore. I'm serious. My face was no longer a canvas. It was a battlefield, crying for help. When I finally did go to the dermatologist, bare-faced with every dark scar, crusty scab, and lumpy red bump exposed, I wasn't sure what to expect. I just hoped he could fix me. This problem was not only embarrassing, but also incredibly inconvenient because my job requires me to be in front of a camera somewhat regularly, and it was not getting any better. I sat down on that weird, crunchy paper on the exam table and tried not to shift my weight so it wouldn't crinkle under my butt. I already felt like a crusty barnacle. The last thing I needed was to be a crunchy one, too. The doctor walked in and started the exam in the worst possible way for a girl who was already insecure about her face. 
He shined a bright light on me and took close-up pictures of my skin. I immediately regretted the decision to come and wanted to crawl in a hole. Yes, I realize this may be kind of dramatic. I'm aware the photos were for medical purposes. However, when you can hardly stand to go out into the world with your bare face exposed, the thought of someone, doctor or not, having an unedited photo of it on a device seems like the worst thing in the world. I tried to play it cool, pretending the photo evidence of my exposed insecurities did not bother me when it totally did. I sat still as the doctor asked me what had been going on and what I'd been noticing with these flare-ups. I told him that as soon as one would heal, another two would begin to form. Every time I took one step forward, I took two steps backward. He said, okay, so these breakouts are deep. They aren't just little clogged pores. They are being caused by something systemic. I asked him to elaborate. He explained, in other words, this isn't so much an issue of what's going on externally on the surface, but internally, beneath the surface. It could be hormonal or bacterial and quite possibly is linked to diet or stress. Next, he asked about my skincare routine. At first, I told him all about how diligently I washed and moisturized my face every day, as if that would impress him. Then he asked about my makeup. I admitted I'd been wearing more makeup than I ever had before in an effort to cover up the dark scars and make the deep breakouts appear less obvious. He stressed that while the root of these issues may not be the makeup, caking it on to cover up the wounds certainly wasn't helping my cause. I knew that, but I felt as though I didn't have a choice. Have you ever felt that way? Have you felt as if you had to cover up your flaws to feel adequate, even though doing so only made those perceived inadequacies worse? as if leaving them uncovered would be more damaging to your confidence than the long-term damage covering them actually caused. It may seem superficial, but I'm telling you, sister, this is more than skin deep. One time, my husband shared his theory about the whole cosmetics industry. These makeup companies have got all you girls fooled, he said with a chuckle. They sell you makeup, which is essentially expensive dirt that you put on your face, but is supposed to make you feel more beautiful. Of course. It doesn't help the irritation and breakouts on your skin, so then they sell you products to undo the damage their dirt made worse. And they somehow convince you to buy more of their bottled dirt to cover up the breakouts the makeup irritated in the first place. It's this endless cycle you put your skin through, and they're rolling in the dough. If you didn't put the dirt on your skin to begin with, you'd probably have far less problems and fewer products piled up in your bathroom cabinets. The first time you put it to me this way, I laughed out loud. But I also had to give him some credit. He wasn't totally wrong. Although I'm not arguing against makeup, and I'm sure every makeup sales rep is cringing and considering sending me an email saying, doesn't he know there are clean and healthy makeup products? Let's just think about what he's saying here on a deeper level. The man was onto something, and the whole debacle I was facing with my skin began to make a lot more sense. Covering up the surface only causes more problems beneath the surface, allowing the pesky insecurities to linger longer and have way more power over our lives than they deserve. This principle doesn't apply only to skincare. I think we've become so used to covering up problems from the outside, focusing on our image and how others perceive us, that we forget to go deeper and deal with what's going on inside, what's actually causing the breakouts, flare-ups, and swells of insecurities. When we get infected with expectations or when the pressure to prove swells, insecurity breaks out. As my doctor said, 
The inflammation wasn't caused by something on the surface, but rather by something inside me. Do you know what that means for you and me in a bigger way? It means we need to start looking at what's going on deeper, often in our hearts, instead of picking ourselves apart. Thank you to Grove for sponsoring this episode. Grove is one of my favorite brands for non-toxic cleaning and household products. And what I'm super excited about is that spring is finally here. The weather starts to clear and we can finally get outside. But that can also mean a little bit of mess and it's not all that fun to clean it up. Whether it's a trail of muddy paw prints from the dog or a pile of dishes from our first meal outside, nothing cleans my house like the spring scents from Grove. Grove makes healthier home products accessible and affordable. Over half a million families shop Grove.co for non-toxic dish soap, plant-based skincare, and tree-free bath tissue. Grove makes it easy to find the best natural, eco-friendly products online and delivers them straight to your door so you can make better choices for your family with just one click. Everything available at Grove is healthier for you and the planet, and it really works, which is kind of the whole point, right? Grove delivers natural brands you love, like Mrs. Meyers, 7th Generation, Burt's Bees, and Grove, straight to your doorstep. I recently got the spring scents for the multi-surface spray or the counter cleaner, and it's absolutely one of my favorites. Our kitchen smells glorious. (laughs) There's an exclusive Mrs. Meyers offer from Grove, and I want to tell you about it before it runs out. So you basically just need to select your favorite spring scents like peony, lilac, or mint, and then new customers will get a free cleaning set in these limited edition scents when you place your first order of $20. Try Grove right now before the exclusive spring offer runs out. For a limited time, my listeners get a three-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Meyer's Spring Scents, a free 60-day VIP membership to Grove, and a surprise bonus gift just for you when you sign up and place an order of $20 or more. Check out Grove and our special offer at grove.co slash she. That's grove.co slash she. Start in the heart. I'm going to switch gears here for a second, but I promise there's a reason. As a young girl, I became familiar with construction because while other 10-year-old girls played with Barbies and Polly Pockets, I learned about blueprints in the back of my dad's truck. Dad owned a construction company, and the hard hats, toolboxes, and new building plans always intrigued me. Every now and then, I'd get to hear about the latest project as we rocked out to Elvis's greatest hits on the way to school. Dad would tell me about how one team had just broken ground while another team was wrapping up. Regardless of what each project would become in the end, every single building started the same way, digging beneath the surface, creating a gaping hole in the ground, and removing dirt to make room for the foundation. Those dad and daughter car rides taught me an invaluable lesson early in life. If you're going to build a solid foundation, breaking ground is non-negotiable. Breaking through the hard layer on top, digging a hole in the earth, and removing the dirt that's settled there make room for something new and better. Do you know what that means for you and me? It means we've got to break ground or go beneath the surface if we're ever going to break through insecurities, expectations, and the pressure to prove. I don't know about you, but I'm stubborn and would rather skip that part. Some days, I'd rather throw a concrete slab over the surface and build my life on that. My dad would tell you that might work for a little shed, but not for a residential building. He'd explain how the ground moves when it freezes in the winter and thaws in the spring, and how the right foundation will keep the building from moving with it. 
causing pipes to burst and cracks to form along the edges, among other problems. When I look at my life in this way, something strikes me. I think we're in such a hurry to fix our issues that we avoid doing the work it takes to tackle our deeper insecurities. It's as if we want to step right into some marvelous purpose without preparing our hearts for it first. In this world that's full of instant gratification and hustle, I know I can be quick to build up an image externally without first preparing my heart internally. It's as if I want to appear confident instead of actually doing the work it takes to become confident. And that's just laziness, honestly. Sister, we've got to be brave enough to deal with the dirt in our lives. Not by covering it up, but by digging right into it. We've got to stop the surface-level show we put on to prove ourselves. That only tears down our confidence, eats away at our faith, and distracts us from the life we're made for. If you want to break through barriers, you've got to break ground. In other words, if you want to build something beautiful with your one wild and magnificent life, you've got to go beneath the surface. You've got to start in the heart. Take responsibility. I'm not sitting here pretending I'm over every insecurity that flares up. I'm not saying the pressure doesn't swell beneath the surface from time to time. I'm a human on this journey to uncovering raw confidence and real purpose before I figure it all out. What I am saying, though, is that I have learned how to own up to my insecurities instead of constantly covering them up. Owning up to them means I stop passing off responsibility for dealing with and tackling them from the inside. I'm not just talking about my insecurity with acne, either. I'm talking about my insecurity as a wife. I'm talking about my insecurity when it comes to publishing this book. I'm talking about every insecurity because each one is more than skin deep. When these thoughts creep up, I have to remind myself to pause and get to what is really behind them. What's the systemic issue causing that flare-up of insecurity? And why am I spending so much time picking at it instead of actually getting to the root of it? One of the root issues of my cystic acne was too much sugar intake. To address that, I had to discipline myself to drastically cut down on sugar for a few months. That was hard, but so incredibly worth it. The root issue of my insecurities as a wife is inexperience, so I have to learn how to embrace that and be willing to learn, ask questions, and do what it takes to grow. The root issue of my fear of what you think of this book, dear listener friend, is a need for affirmation. That means I have to deal with the deeper issue, not just dress up my external image. I have to ask myself, why do I need a stranger's affirmation? Or why is that such a focus of mine lately? If I ever hope to take responsibility for and get rid of that insecurity. And so do you. Own up to your insecurities. Acknowledge they exist and then take action for how you'll deal with them at the root. They may be caused by someone else who cut you down or pointed them out, but guess what? You get to take responsibility for how you'll respond. We live in a world full of cover-up and image maintenance and blame-passing. As a result, many people are so stuck in the image they portray that they actually lose themselves in the process. I know because I've done it. But as I've learned how to treat something like acne from the inside out, it's also occurred to me that maybe if you and I, even for just a second, stood up to own our issues, stopped letting them bully us, and identified their actual cause, we might make some forward progress. In fact, we might make a bigger impact because somewhere out there in each of our spheres of influence, a little girl or young woman is hiding behind the image she made up 
and portrays to the world. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be the reason another teenage girl or young woman thinks she has to live behind a made-up version of herself, hide behind labels, or live with the fear of how she might be judged if she were true to herself. I want to be the reason she learns to take off the mask and make an impact. But guess what? That requires that I remove my mask and take responsibility for my own insecurities first. Go deeper. I'd love to tell you my face has cleared up beautifully, and I'm more confident than ever as a result of that. But guess what? That would be a lie. I am more confident than ever, but not because my face is magically flawless. My confidence comes from doing the hard work to heal my acne while simultaneously doing some heart work, too. As I've been working on making healthy changes over the last year, I've noticed improvements in my skin. But more important, I've noticed improvements in my mindset toward this whole issue. So yes, it would be a lie to say I'm more confident because my skin is flawless now. Instead, as I've wrestled through this process, I've had to learn how to be confident because my skin is not flawless now. What courage is there in having confidence by achieving an image of perfection? I'm not saying I'm totally over every insecurity I have. Newsflash, I'm a human. However, I am willing to get up and fight the lies that tell me to hide the flaws because hiding them only hurts me worse. Maybe you don't have acne scars, but maybe you have stretch marks or cellulite or soul scars or something else this world has deemed imperfect, the very things that make you, well, you. Don't you get it? Your purpose begins with being 100% you, you showing up every single day in spite of the things you believe disqualify you from trying. This starts with the stuff inside you and the raw and real you, not the fluff on the outside of the puffed-up version of you, not you plus all your decorations, not you plus the guy who swipes right on Tinder, or you plus the car you drive, or you plus how much weight you've lost, or you plus whatever other label you've gorilla glued onto your image to cover up your imperfections. It begins with getting into the nitty-gritty parts of your heart. It starts with those parts of you that you've ignored, covered up, and accepted as your reality because you're too dang stubborn to take the mask off and ask for help. From God, from your mom, from a professional, or from all of the above. I believe purpose begins with taking responsibility and dealing with the dirt on the inside, the lies you believe and the toxic things you say to yourself, before caking on the stuff that you think makes you more confident on the outside. So here's my simple challenge to put raw confidence that comes from the inside, not from your image, into action. For 30 days, make it your mission to stop picking yourself apart in front of other women. Actually, just stop picking yourself apart, period. Don't call yourself fat. Don't point out your flaws in every photo you take with your friends. That is no way to talk to yourself, sister. If you wouldn't say it to your friend, don't say it to yourself. I'll repeat that just in case you haven't had your coffee yet today. If you wouldn't say it to your friend, don't say it to yourself. I mean, if Brittany's arm didn't look perfectly toned in a photo, would you point it out? No, you wouldn't. If Mary tried to make a joke at dinner but totally bombed it and made the whole table feel awkward, would you sit there and tell her how dumb that comment was and how she's just not funny and shouldn't try? I sure hope not. If you would, you seriously need to reconsider how you treat people. 30 days of not picking yourself apart, sister. If your arm looks flabby in that picture this Friday night, let it be and don't make a big stink about it. 
are there not more important things to worry about in life? Your 30 days starts now. Every time you're about to cut yourself down or cover up or compensate to trick yourself into feeling more confident, pause and ask yourself these questions. What is the root cause of this feeling? What is actually driving this? Would I say what I am thinking about myself to my friend? Take responsibility for your insecurity and be brave enough to go deeper and let God work inside you instead of obsessing over how you are perceived on the outside. This is where the confidence it takes to break through the pressure to prove and live your purpose starts with you. Okay, there you have it. Chapter three of the Own Your Everyday audiobook. This chapter was so special to me to write and one that I believe is so important to setting up the next section of the book, which is called Getting Unstuck for a number of reasons I think this was so important. One being that it doesn't matter how much you do or accomplish or how great of a makeup job you can manage, beneath it all are insecurities in all of us. But I really felt it was important for this chapter not to lay on the compliments or positive thoughts or statements that might only help for a moment or two. Instead, I really wanted to encourage everyday women like you and me to actually own up to their insecurities. I think taking ownership is more than just acknowledging or identifying. That's definitely step one, but it also includes taking consistent action to improve in that area of our lives. Not just surface level changes, but doing the the deep work, right? Having the discipline to do the deeper work that creates lasting change over time. We can't show up as our full selves if we don't know how to own up to our insecurities that hold us back. The insecurities which often turn into excuses for showing up as only half of ourselves. If you enjoyed this chapter of the audiobook, or if you're more of a listener than a reader, you can get the audiobook on Audible now. I put the link in the show notes to make it super easy for you. You can also order the hard copy, but I'm sometimes more of a listener. Like I like to listen to books when I drive. So I want to make sure you have an opportunity to grab the audiobook um, from Audible. I'm the narrator throughout the entire thing. So if you enjoy this clip, be sure to check it out. And then once you order your copy or your Audible book, take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story or feed. Then tag me and then use the hashtag OYE audio. I'm doing a special little giveaway for my podcast listeners who get the book through listening to the podcast or as a result of hearing this uh, little clip. So if you do that, if you put it on your story after downloading your your audiobook or grabbing your hard copy and use the hashtag OYE audio, I'm going to be picking three of you guys this week to win a gift card for me because what's more fun than having some coffee while listening to your audiobook? I don't know. Nothing. I think that's pretty, pretty fun. (laughs) Plus I'll get to, you know, send you a little gift. So be sure to do that. Once you order your copy, take a screenshot, tag me, hashtag OYE audio, and you might have a chance to win some coffee from your girl. So thank you for tuning into this episode. I can't wait to hear what you think of the rest of your everyday. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. 
Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.